Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to this episode of the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietrich, your host, and today I'm joined by a special guest, Jackie Salas, who is an RN who's been working in a hospital setting for about, well, since the beginning of the year. Thank you, Jackie. I'm so happy to have you. It's really an honor to hear you share your work stories, the the greatest and the most challenging moments you've had. Um, that's what we're here to have you share with us because I think your story is powerful and there's a lot of nurses out there just like you who love what they do and have stories to share. Tell us just a little bit about yourself, Jackie. Yes. Thank you, Natalie. I'm so delighted to be joined on your podcast. Um, I started in January, actually on January 3rd, um, as an RN, I was in college and I went from, uh, an associates to a BSN program. I completed that. And from there I took a little bit of a break and then started searching for jobs and long story short, my mom's story with her whole cancer diagnosis, uh, brought me to the oncology unit, which is where I am right now. That's really nice that you were moved to go work with people who in the hospital setting are very sick. And I like that um, you got to see the outpatient experience as a family member, because now you have some perspective that your colleagues who only spend time working in the hospital may not have. That's exactly right. How um, how does that give you perspective on the work you do with people who are in the hospital for their cancer diagnosis? Well, I think I have a greater understanding one. Um, I am really able to not make this so much of a 
I have to hand out medications. I have to do my assessment and chart. It's more of developing a patient relationship and becoming that patient advocate. And it really allows me to make a bigger picture of what's going on with the patient. And not to say that all the nurses on our unit aren't sympathetic, but I feel that I'm very sympathetic towards not only the patient, but the family, because the families also are going through the nightmare that the patients have to go through. And what type of patients are you seeing on your inpatient unit? We're dealing with a lot of um, cancer patients, obviously, but um, more specifically, a lot of leukemias and lymphomas. We'll also see some pancreatic cancer patients, gastric cancer patients. There's always breast cancer patients too, all of them. And do you only learn oncology by working on the inpatient oncology unit? I know that's sort of a trick question, but when you think about all the specialty units, you get a little bit of everything. Don't oh, you? I would definitely say that we get a little bit of everything. We're not just, you know, oncology, but there are secondary conditions that come with having cancer. You have to worry about fluid overload, all of the above. Anything that a medical patient has, a cancer patient is at risk for. Do you get to learn a little little bit about surgical patient care as well? Oh, definitely. You know, a lot of our patients will go for surgeries or biopsies or resections. It's kind of dependent upon what's going on with the cancer, but we get a little bit of everything. And it's really important that we're looking at the big picture at the end of the day, because every patient will have a whole list of problems going on. And do you find that you're learning about cancer while you carry out all the tasks of the day? in terms of what's going on, the underlying cancer diagnosis and the condition? Yeah, I am. And I'm lucky to have really great uh, co-workers and I'm still new. So I don't necessarily understand every diagnosis that is being made or every patient has. And when I don't understand something, they explain it to me or I do my research online and try to get a little idea of what's going on. So let me ask you this. When your patients are there, in terms of the cancer patient population, are they newly diagnosed or are they there for treatment? You talked about leukemia patients and also you mentioned breast cancer patients. Or are they there because their disease has advanced and they're at the end of life? You know... It's a little bit of both. Unfortunately, we we do encounter some end of life patients where there's you know not many options to be done at that point. Um, and when that happens, uh, luckily we have palliative care and hospice who all you know come in and are very supportive of the patient. But there are also patients who um, come in for like inductions or are just coming in for, you know, their next cycle of treatment. Um, It's dependent upon, you know, like yesterday at work, I had a patient who had a new diagnosis of CNS lymphoma, and she was coming in to be, or to receive her uh, first chemo treatment. So 
it's just dependent upon what exactly is going on with that patient. And that's why I like my unit because we are really patient specific. We do what is best for the patient. And you said inductions. So that's with your leukemic patients who are beginning their treatment for the diagnosis, right? Yes. So thinking about that, you came to work as a new nurse in January, and now we're at the end of, we're into August, middle of August. Tell me how you learned to take care of oncology patients as a brand new nurse. Well, I had a preceptor for, I think it was either, was it 16 weeks or 14 weeks, something like that. And thankfully I had an amazing preceptor. She really prepared me well to be on the unit that I'm on. And she not only taught me that I have to pass medications, but she taught me more that I need to interact with my patients I need to build a relationship. I don't have to, you know, just be some robot who just has to do their job. But at the end of the day, I'm, I have to care for this patient and advocate for my patient. So my preceptor started me out really with just shadowing her. So I just watched her for a day and then, you know, a few shifts passed and I got to work with just one patient, which I look back now, I would never have thought I would have four patients because I was just so terrified and anxious and overwhelmed that I felt like my emotions were getting the best of me. But my preceptor kept me through, you know, the calm and kept me through the storm that I was felt like I was facing. I eventually you know, slowly work my way up from one to two to three to four patients. And, and I had my preceptor there guiding me the whole time. Uh, She gave me, you know, feedback, good feedback, constructive criticism, and I appreciated everything and I accepted everything she gave me. And every time at the end of my shifts, I would just tell myself to remember, not that I wasn't thinking about all the good she told me, but just to remember what I needed to work on to be a better nurse for my next shift. And I would try to carry that out. And now you are off and running on your own and you finished orientation. You said after 12 to 16 weeks. So maybe like in, you've been on your own for about three months now. Something like that. Yes. What's one thing that seemed like it was going to be really, really hard when you were coming off orientation that now you just do without even thinking about it. You know, this is going to sound like a really weird answer, but messaging doctors. Um, in the beginning, I really struggled with understanding and knowing slash gauging who I need to escalate a problem to, or, you know, tell a concern to in the beginning, I would look over, you know, the treatment team, there's a little box you can hover over and look at all the treatment team. And you can see all the different physicians who the nurse is, and even who the tech is. And I would just click the first physician that I saw and pray that that was the person I needed to be in contact with. And a lot of times it wasn't. 
but then, you know, Denise taught me my preceptor, um, this little sticky note that's on the side. Um, and there's usually, you know, instructions with who to contact the physicians. And I really started to understand that it's not just this one physician that I need to speak to about this problem, that it might be someone else. So I started using that little sticky note and it's helped me so much. And that sticky note is something that's in Epic in the computer, right? It is. Yeah. So just sorting out who the team is and who to call. And I realized you don't really have a lot of time to make a decision on who you're going to call to get information or to pass on as to escalate information to with your patients, right? You really don't. And especially on our unit, our patients can decline so fast and, you know, changes can happen in the blink of an eye. So I really like to keep my physicians informed and be in close contact with them, um, updating them, letting them know what is going on to best care for my patient and, you know, attend to their needs. Do you have any recommendations for a new nurse coming to the hospital in terms of what is one thing you recommend they really work on from the beginning to be successful in their first couple months? Yes. The simple answer is time management. So how, how do you do that? How do you make it work for you managing your time? You know, I try to really stay task oriented and complete my work, but I also understand that my patients are sometimes heavier. And when I say heavier, I mean, you know, have more needs. Um, so I, I will attend to that too. But if I can delegate a task, I will delegate a task. And that's something that I really struggled with on orientation. And I would notice as my clock is going on the brain, we've got this little line that's kind of showing where you are on time. My tasks would be past that. So I would be essentially like having medications overdue. And not to say that I wasn't able to catch up because I was, but I found that when I started using my resources to my advantage, not only was I able to do things on time, but I was able to stay on task and stay more focused throughout the day because I wasn't so caught up on, oh, I have to catch up on this two o'clock medication and it's 3.30 or, oh, I have insulin that was due at 11.45 and it's now one o'clock. So things are messed up. And also with antibiotics, we have that, I believe it's, is it 30 minute or one hour window? Um, and I try to do it right on time. So using my resources to my advantage, you know, understanding that your tech is here to help you. And if you really can't do it, delegate, they're there to help you and make things easier. Because one thing that I really tried to do in the beginning was everything. And you learn very quickly that you can't do everything. And especially if you want to care 
for your patients and give best care, you absolutely cannot do everything. It's It really is teamwork. And our unit is a family. And, you know, having great techs is really, it really helps you a lot. So those techs are there to help you. And when you engage them to give better patient care, that returns a lot for you and being able to focus on what you need to do. And, and they, they know that you are partnering. Exactly. And, you know, not saying, Hey, can you do this for me? But saying, would you mind taking so-and-so to the bathroom? She really needs to go not making it a task that it's like you're handing off more. So you're helping out a patient, if that makes sense. It does. And communication is key. You've talked about communication quite a bit here in terms of communicating with the providers, how that has been something that you've really grown with through since you started on the unit, or even since you ended orientation, knowing who to call, <laughs> excuse me, and um, communicating with your tech in a way that they know that you are partnering together and it's about the patient, not about that you don't want to do it or you can't, you think you can't do it. So those are really great um, points to highlight. Communication is everything. It's so important, especially in the hospitals. And when you need help from nursing, uh, nursing support, how are you communicating with those around you? Every day I go to work. I am thankful enough to have wonderful charge nurses um, who are very supportive, uh, very knowledgeable, which is what makes our unit so successful. Um, And just never leaving a nurse behind or in the dust. You know, no question is stupid on our unit. No concern is ever brushed off. Our charge nurses are there for us and they are there to help us. There have been several instances where I have felt very badly about what's going on with patients and I've had patients decline unexpectedly and without the charge nurses, I don't think I could have gotten through some of the situations that I've witnessed on the unit. They really do provide a great amount of support for all of us. And it's amazing that they can, you know, seem to have every answer. And even when they don't have every answer that every nurse may need, they find it right away and they work with us through it. There was one instance where I didn't know how to give an IV heart medication. And there are certain parameters and protocols that we have to do on our unit. And the charge nurse gave me this little packet of every medication that we have to, you know, that we have parameters and protocols for. So I went to the medication that I needed and the specific parameters were like checking the heart rate every five minutes for the first or three times for the first five minutes, two times for the first 15, and then two times for the next hour, I think, something like that. Anyways, the charge nurse helped me hook the patient up to a heart monitor and then told me exactly what I needed to do. 
And she basically set me up for success so that I could, you know, document the correct way and that I was doing things the right way. I wasn't taking the easy way out, but she set me up and, you know, she took those extra moments when she was swamped with a hundred million other administrators and people coming at her. But she took that moment to go into the patient's room with me, set it up, answer any concern I have, and even check in on me. So it's things like that that really make you feel so safe. And it's good to feel safe. And I say safe because that's how I feel when I step on my unit. If my patient declines fast or unexpectedly, I have someone to turn to. And being new, feeling safe is so important. You are one of many new nurses in hospitals on the, you know, on the inpatient units, and you need to feel safe and feel supported. So you've shared how that is the case where you work. It is. And, and I'm very thankful. Yes. Um, you are, you're in a, you know, it sounds like you're in a really good place and you are, are really growing by leaps and bounds in your work and your capabilities. I mean, you know, you said at the beginning, how was I even going to take care of one patient? I just watched my preceptor and then she helped me do things. And then now you're handling so many different situations, but you know where to go for help. You talked about the leadership on your unit on the floor with you, charge supervisors, um, you even have the director that can support you. Uh, I think about the the way the unit is set up to support you on any given day at any time with new experiences, new medicines, in unstable patients. I also think about how you have the knowledge and wisdom of the experienced nurses to support you. That could be any of your colleagues who have been there longer than you. Some, maybe it's an extra year. Some, it might be they've been there for 10 years or working as a nurse for 10 years or more, or working in oncology for all those years to help you be successful and give safe care and take care of those patients. That's exactly right. Jackie, you've shared so many um, pearls, so much wisdom that you've gained and your strategies for success, the communication and the time management piece. This is really. Um, what nurses need to hear to know that even on the most challenging days in the most challenging units, nursing is an amazing journey. And um, what I want to ask you, what brings you back every day to do this again? You know, that's a tough question, but it's my, it's my love for what I do. I really it's my patience. I, there are some days when I don't even want to leave. I, it's not to say that every day is easy or every, everything goes smoothly, but there are days when I don't even want to hand off my patients because when I step into work, I become very protective over them and I just don't want to, don't want to hand them off. I want to make sure that they're okay. So it is, it is my patience that lets me go into work every day. 
some of these patients, you really get to know them well, don't you? Because of their length of stay. You do. Uh, This isn't your typical short stay patient or you go in to do a test and then you leave. Um, These patients will be here for sometimes a few months um, because because of their diagnosis. They're just very sick. And you really do get to know these people and they don't just become, you know, a patient. They're more than that. They are family. And I say family in the sense of you really do build connections with these people. When they're in the hospital, their roles are really different. Everything that they do outside of work, excuse me, everything that they do outside of the hospital, whether they're head of household, you know, whether they're a, a parent, whether they're a child, I don't mean pediatric, but whether they're a young adult, yes, um, a grandparent, you know, they're, what is their professional role, all these things, all that is on hold because now their role is patient and they're, they're sick, likely acutely ill. So you see them differently than any other part of aspect in any other aspect of their life. So that perspective, I remember being in the hospital. I see one moment in time for them and how you said that you do have a little bit more of a global view on oncology or cancer because of your personal experience that, um, that really does, um, help you. I'm guessing that helps you to just be focused on what they need and value them, you know, as an individual. Oh, definitely. You know, a lot of, a lot of their, these patients identities become stripped away and they feel like they're not themselves. They feel really down. I remember I had one patient who had her hair falling out. So, you know, on our unit, we can usually cut it off or shave it for them, whatever, you know, they feel comfortable doing. And, you know, luckily having to deal with a previous experience from inside my home, I was able to help the patient. I actually was able to sit down with her and just kind of look for these little halo hair pieces that she could have because she wanted a hair piece that wasn't going to get too hot on the top of her head. She wanted something that just, she could wear a baseball cap with and then have it just like laying down like nicely on her shoulders, if that makes sense. Um, So, you know, we do a lot more than just care for them in the sense that we're trying to fix their medical problem. We're also, you know, helping them cope, helping them, you know, find ways to deal with this, uh, find ways for their family to be here and present with them and supportive and help them, you know, still keep themselves, encouraging them to do their laps and, you know, stay, stay functional and and mobile, not just confined to a bed, making sure they still eat and have their nutrition. A lot of these things are very important for us. You're taking care of the whole person and you're, you're certainly going beyond the job description because you want them to feel good and look good and be well and be well taken care of. Really amazing. And it's, It's exciting to hear you and your passion 
And I really appreciate you sharing these experiences because that's what I want nurses to, to know as they fall in love with nursing. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you. And I'll just say to any new grad out there that you can do it. You just have to stick with it. And nursing is a wonderful, wonderful job to have. I'm really proud to be a nurse. Thank you. Your hospital is so lucky to have you. And I really appreciate you sharing your experiences with the listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse Podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.